Welcome to the Lean Solutions Podcast, where we discuss business solutions to help listeners develop and implement action plans for true lean process improvement. I am your host, Patrick Adams. The most dangerous phrase in our language is we've always done it this way. There are an awful lot of posers out there, people that do lean because they're mandated to do it, they think it will work. How stable are you today? What are your goals? Are you generating small, simple improvements? There are very few people that embrace lean with their full heart, head, and emotion. Let's imagine that your current output is top-notch. Is that enough to stop innovating and stop reaching for more? Patrick's book uncovers the essence of what those organizations look like and what the posers look like. Caution, are you in the fake zone or the real zone? Hello everybody, our special guest today is Penny Som, and she is a process improvement expert currently in the transportation field, actually with the Port of Seattle, uh, but she's focused on employee engagement and productivity improvement. Penny's also the author of Brave and Unbroken and the founder of the Brave and Unbroken Project. Welcome to the show, Penny. Thanks, Patrick. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm glad that uh, that we were able to connect here. Uh, actually, you and I had a discussion uh, out on LinkedIn on social media around a post that I put out there, and uh, it was a super positive. I was really excited to connect with you, and then I went into your your uh, LinkedIn profile and watched some of your videos and just some of the work that you're doing out there, and I was just amazed with the impact that you're having. You know, just by using your own personal story and uh, obviously being transparent to share, you know, some of the things, uh, you know, about your life. And so I'm excited to kind of dive into a little bit of that today. Sounds great. And before we do get into that, let's hear a little bit about your background. So obviously I know a little bit about your background, but there's plenty of listeners out there that are wondering who is Penny and, you know, what, what is her background and how did she get into process improvement? And then obviously that'll tie us back into a little bit more uh, discussion around the Brave and Unbroken Project too. So tell us just yeah. a little bit about your background. Thanks. So I um, started my career years ago as a file clerk at a company that did telephony products. And I got into a little bit of Adobe Illustrator, you know, design thinking software where I would lay out and design. And then that company was starting to fold and the manager said, come with me to PACAR. And so I went to PACAR and um, started again as a file clerk and worked my way up to customer service. And I had a mentor there who said, you know, you're constantly solving problems. I really want you to go to this four month Six Sigma black belt training. And I was just like, gosh, you know, that just sounds like a lot of bureaucracy, mm. paperwork, problems. Mm -hmm. You know, I can do things quick and fast right now. I don't need, you know, the problems. But sure. that was really the change in my career is when that manager gave me an opportunity and really challenged my thinking um, and put me through that four that four month program at PACAR and then became a dedicated black belt at um, PACAR for another several years before moving to a trucking company and uh, being director of continuous process improvement. And I just found the thinking to just be so applicable to everything that we do, everything that I did in my life. Sure. And um, really pivotal in what was going on in my personal life and really helping me evolve the Brave and Unbroken. 
Very nice. So tell me, uh, do you have a favorite project that you've worked on where you've applied some of the tools and techniques that you learned through through the, your, your training in Six Sigma uh, Black Belt? Anything specifically that you can just fill us in on? Yeah. One particular was um, warranty recovery at the Packard Parts location that I was working on. You know, we would we do $6 million in warranty recovery, but we realized that a lot of money was being left at the table because there wasn't enough capacity of human time to monitor and, and really get after the dollars that we could have gotten from vendors mm. um, with certain systems. So after a 12-month project of really analyzing the systems and the processes and the data, we were able to double that recovery. So wow. we went from a $6 million um, annual year warranty recovery to $12 million. And so that was a really big project that was really satisfying because these these people who worked in the warranty recovery, they worked really, really hard. So it was really satisfying for them to be able to put some new processes in place and some new data analysis to really increase their efforts. Mm, that's amazing. That's a huge gain for you guys. Um, yeah, so what, what were some of the, maybe some of the highlights of that project, some of the, the, the tangible tasks or, or the activities that happened that, that helped make that uh, a reality? Yeah, several of a lot of it was data analysis and realizing the percentages of the recovery that they could get mm-hmm. um, when they better. They a lot of the folks were we brought in vendors to do some training on warranty so that they better understood what we ha- we were able to do. Mm-hmm. That was a big piece of the process, and so for we had a, a high turnover rate for quite a while, and we were able to change that and with people's understanding of what the process was. Sure. And then also um, some data analysis and having people understand the systems and being able to pull reports and really see where they needed to focus on, kind of that 80-20 rule mm-hmm. uh, where 80% of your money comes from the big, you know, from this bucket of group versus the 20% that it doesn't mm-hmm. or the low end and um, having folks understand that. So when they could run their own reports and kind of make their own decisions in where to focus, it really, really shifted the needle. Wow, that's amazing. Nice work. Nice work to the team, too. Yeah, all about the team. Yes. So, Penny, just to shift gears a little bit here, uh, I, I mentioned in the intro that you and I connected through uh, through a post out on social media. Uh, so in the, in that particular post, I shared some information about my personal life struggles, and which isn't easy. It's not easy to to share, uh, you know, some of those private things that that happen in someone's life. But when, when I was writing the post, I was actually I, I felt led to put it out there because I really feel like it, it ties in so closely with you know some of the work that we do in the process improvement world and and just understanding that you know personal development is so important and making sure that you are taking care of yourself and you know especially if I'm going out to coach other people you know I need to make sure that I'm healthy you know that my 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 mind is healthy and that I'm and not only that but I'm also developing myself and I'm learning and I'm growing and so one of the the statements that I made was that change is essential for your growth and development as a person and I said without change you are you are assured of staying just the way you are and doing things just the way that you have always done them so let's talk about your personal development the personal development in Penny's life what what does that look like yeah I think the way to best just describe it, especially to process improvement people is A3 thinking. Mm. And um, what I spend a lot of time doing is reassessing my why, Mm -hmm. um, really honing in on what's my current why, what am I trying to do, and then really doing the whole full A3 assessment. What's my current condition? What's my target? What's my gap? What's stopping me? What's my hurdles? What are my challenges? What are my countermeasures to each of those? Plan, making a plan, analyzing my plan, and then and what's my actions? Mm-hmm. And then really doing that PDCA cycle 
in assessing each of those things. Something that Karen Ross and Katie Anderson really hit off big time that really hones in on what I'm talking about um, in their kind of K2C2 program Mm -hmm. is changing your I can'ts to I cans. Mm. And it kind of fits in this whole A3 thinking um, cycle is really thinking about what's stopping me and why do I think I can't do it? And how do I change those to I cans? And so that whole cycle is really taking me to the next level personally and what I need to do, where I'm at, where I need to, where I want to go and um, what I want to do to help folks and help myself so that we can get to the next level. Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. So what, tell us a little bit about your, uh, your life journey and just, uh, you know, again, how that ties into kind of where you're at today and, and just helping other people with, with engagement and productivity improvement. But, but how does your personal life journey and, you know, your personal development, how does that tie into that? Sure. So I'm a child abuse survivor. Mm. And um, my biological father was my abuser from infancy to about the age of 18, just shortly shy of 18. Mm. He was also abusing my brother in the same home. It's also very abusive to my mom. So as we know, what we know about abusers, right, they groom, they're violent, they're manipulative. um, But they're also can be very prominent folks in the in the neighborhood in the communities. Um, He was a military officer, went to church, you know, all of those forward facing things. Mm-hmm. And um, so we had a lot to overcome. I had a lot to overcome. And I don't tell this story because I want people to feel bad for me or because I want to just have a platform to constantly tell my story. It's about helping others tell their story. It's mm-hmm. about giving platforms to people to unleash their voices. And when I was, you know, I really thought that I would take this to my grave. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're groomed and you're told you're not going to talk about this, you're not going to tell anybody this bad thing, that bad thing's going to happen. You really think that this is something that you're going to have to work through yourself and get to the end on your own. Mm-hmm. And um, when my brother, who was the brave one actually to start, was able to speak up out of fear, um, that enabled me to be, be able to speak up. But what that did was it, it really unleashed it. it. It made it so it was like, oh my gosh, like, how many times do I talk to somebody and they go, I've never told anybody this. I've never spoken of this. My grandfather, my brother, my uncle, my aunt, you know, my teacher, my this, my that, the priest, the pastor. And um, I just realized that there was so many people out there just like me. And when you're out there and you think you're alone, um, you do like I did, right? I'm going to take this to my grave. I'm going to figure out how to muddle through life. Mm-hmm. I found myself allowing my past to define me, you know, my choices, early on weren't always the best choices. They were, you struggled through every single day to figure out how to get to the next day. And so when I started really analyzing my why and, and some other things that happened, my mom went through a really struggle through um, lung cancer and passed away. Mm -hmm. And that was when it was like, okay, it's time to really analyze my why really dive into this and unleash my voice so that other people can unleash theirs. Mm -hmm. And that's when I really dove into A3 thinking, process improvement in my own life, in my personal life. And when I realized then I could even be my more authentic self in the workplace and um, even in, in trying to see what creating a nonprofit in the work that it could do um, would be. Hmm. Thank you so much for being vulnerable and, and just transparent. I'm sure there are people that are listening that definitely are relating and can understand how, you know, maybe something that happened uh, when they were younger, you know, how that could be kind of holding them or keeping them stuck, you know. And, and so I think I appreciate you sharing and, and again, just being real 
and talking about it because you know who knows who might be listening that that might kind of be in that same boat right and and ready to to make change in their personal life but are just kind of needing that sign right so this is your sign right <laughs> absolutely so you know we we always say that you know as we kind of transition back to lean now obviously we're kind of popping back and forth but we say that lean can be applied in any industry in any business and in, in their personal lives or in different ways um, obviously that's exactly what we're talking about here is pdca or a3 thinking in our personal lives and our personal development so you talked a, a little bit about survival and, and specifically about surviving the trauma, you know, of what happened in your childhood. So let's let's tie back to A3 thinking here and, and how does A3 thinking tie into that specifically? Can we walk through maybe, you know, a little bit more detail around that? Yeah, I think um, it's interesting you say that. And I'd, I'd also be curious to see your tie in and see mm. if we align a little bit. But so one of the key ways that it really applied was my direct why around what I thought was protecting and saving my brother and my mother. Mm. And really doing that current condition and where I was going, what my target was in protecting them day in and day out. Kind of that learning of being the, kind of the sacrifice, even though that wasn't the reality. I mean, that really wasn't the reality of what was going on, but it was the reality inside of me because that's what I was being coached and, and groomed into. And so I would kind of do that everyday assessment of, again, my why is protecting them. This is what I need to do. Am I doing what I need to do? Adjust. As I got older, it was like when I could drive, it was like taking my brother to lunch every day. Okay, adjust. And so um, surviving every day through this, the why would adjust, would change. Sure. You know, was it to make sure my brother wasn't a target or make sure that my mom was safe or whatever it may be. And so it was kind of this, it was a very similar thinking, even though I didn't realize it at the time. Mm -hmm. But what did, I, what did I need things to be like and what did I need to do to get there? Um, just to make it through the day and also assuring that people didn't know what was going on. Right. So in the home being a certain way. And when you walked into the world having, you know, making sure that my current condition, if I was at a home, it was a certain way and walking out the door to go to school, I was smile on and act like everything was normal. And being a military kid, you know, years later now, we're, you know, talking 25, 30 years later and, and, you stay, you keep those connections when you're a military child. Sure. And I have a group of junior high friends that I see and talk to quite often most of them had actually all of them, no clue, no clue. Mm. Just that I kept people at a distance, right? Right. Not an arm link. No one came over, no one, but otherwise they wouldn't have any idea. And so those were the things that I really had to analyze my why and that kind of that constant check and adjust cycle, if you would, right. to survive. Yeah. And I would say, you asked me, you know, maybe a little bit about myself too. Uh, you know, for me, my my why is to empower and equip people for positive change and you know and i've i've a stat i didn't have that when i was younger right that's that's something that's been that i've developed you know uh, as an adult um, but i know that that's an area that i feel led into and whether it's you know work that i'm doing with businesses or you know i also started a nonprofit organization to give back to uh, struggling teenagers that are growing up a lot like i grew up and again if if you don't know about my story there there is a post out there as we talked about gives a little bit of insight into that but you know i had a, a rough upbringing and so you know the, that's really where i just keep my focus is how do i continue to empower and equip people for positive change and so that means you know back to what we talked about with a3 thinking or pdca you know what's my plan how do i every year how am i growing 
and becoming better, you know, becoming a better coach, becoming a better leader. How can I continue to fill that why, right? You know, and, and so what do I need to know in order to, you know, be able to empower and equip people for positive change? So, you know, what podcasts am I listening to? What books am I reading? What, um, who am I talking with? Who am I, who am I meeting with? Who do I need to meet with in order to, to learn something new that I can continue to apply to my personal life or, you know, in how I help coach others potentially. But definitely putting that plan together, being intentional about a plan and what are the action items that need to happen. And then what's the follow through, you know, do and then check. Let's check back. What did I, what did I learn? What, what did I say I was going to do, but I didn't do right. And obviously there's action that comes around that. So um, I would say for me personally, uh, that's been a game changer for me just to be very intentional about the PDCA process, even in my own personal development. So yeah, yeah, and go that's, ahead. that's a perfect, yeah. And that, and you know, my why now is to nurture relationships through love and connection. Mm. And I, I mean, everything that I do with unleashing voices, the loud project and everything do, I do at the port of Seattle, it is all about relationships, connecting with people and getting out of their way so that they can be successful and powerful in their own right. I love and that. I think that that's, um, that's relationships are the key, right? Absolutely. I agree a hundred percent. So you mentioned the be loud movement. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about that. Why is that relevant and, and important? Well, COVID really struck me as a time when kids like I was, were now potentially home with their abusers. Mm. And I get a little emotional when you're talking about other kids, not so much about myself, but mm. you know, I know I can only imagine what it would have been like if I was trapped at home 24 seven. And, and then we saw talking to child advocacy centers across the country and reports were down, um, seeing kids were down, you know, the, the people that help those kids, the teachers, the coaches, you know, the good, the good folks who identify that kids need help weren't seeing them on a regular basis to really understand. I mean, they were seeing them on zoom, but it wasn't the same. Sure. So um, that's when I started working on the Ted talk and really deciding that we needed a way for folks to be able to really unleash their voices and came up with the loud movement, Mm. um, love yourself, um, own your story, unleash your voice and dare to be loud. And so we are taking that um, and doing some, some watch parties, if you would, with the Ted talk um, and working on some workshops so that not only adults, but some youth can see it and know that, that they have a way to be able to speak up way sooner than mine. Mm. And, um, and other people, you know, I had someone the other day had been, they were in their seventies and it was the first time they'd spoken. You know, I was silent for 7,433 days. Mm. You know, we want those days to be low. We want those kids to be able to speak up. We eventually, of course, want child abuse to go away. Sure. But we know right now that that's not happening. We are, you know, lower than we were one in 10 versus one in six. But the Be Loud movement is, is to create a platform for voices to be unleashed and for kids to be heard and seen and believed early on, mm. because it is so often that these abusers who are in prominent positions, you know, my father was a military officer. That was one of my fears of speaking up really early was no one was going to believe us because everybody, you know, thought very highly of him. We have coaches and teachers and priests and pastors and parents and, and family members that are doing these horrific crimes. And um, we want to, you know, make space for voices to be heard. So that's that's the key. I love it. How how would somebody, you know, learn more about the the Be Loud movement? Where would they go to to find more information about that? Um, They can go to braveandunbroken.com. They can also find us on YouTube if they search Penny Psalm. 
on YouTube and they'll find the Ted talk and there's information there as well. Perfect. All over social media and everything else, but braveandunbroken.com will get you started. Okay. And we'll, we'll drop a link to that in the show notes too. So people can click right on that from the show notes. But, and obviously if someone wanted to reach out to you, you know, we talked about your LinkedIn. Is there, do they go to the same website? Is there contact information there to, to reach out to you? Yes, there is. They can go to braveandunbroken.com or to pennysom.com and they can find me there as well, as well as LinkedIn and other social medias. Perfect. Okay. Well, Penny, this has been great. Uh, obviously, I love hearing about your story. You know, I'd, I'd love to connect some more and maybe maybe we can uh, continue this conversation with another, you know, we talked a lot about A3 and PDCA and personal development today, but, you know, obviously being a, a process improvement expert at the Port of Seattle, there's a lot of other things that we could tie into in the future. And I'd love to have you back on eventually for, a, for another really great conversation. That would be fantastic. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Take care. Thanks. You too. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Lean Solutions Podcast. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to subscribe. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. If you feel so inclined, please give us a review. Thank you so much.